welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Hi, this is Tracy Poskett. I'm a Universal Intellect Coach, and I'd like to welcome you to the Full Circle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. That was Tracy Poskett. Thank you, Tracy, so much uh, for doing that for us. And thank you, Tracy, for your previous episode. We enjoyed that so much. Um, A fountain of knowledge and a pleasure to have on. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Glenn. How are you both? Good evening, Phil. Hello Good evening, there, Glenn. Phil. Hello I'm there, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a roll call, isn't it? <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> We've started already. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. Is it my influence by any chance? Probably tonight. You've got the look of... Um, We've got the comedian in the house, remember, yeah. Phil? She's got a look of something about her tonight, Glenn. Have I? Devilment, probably. <laughs> Can't help mm. it. Something, yeah. there's something, there's something brewing there. Yeah, I think so. I hope not. Spray some air freshener. How are you both? Have you had a good week? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, weather's been a bit different. Uh, so it started off busy at the start of the week and then it was a bit quieter yesterday. So, uh, but yeah, better day today. It's my mum's birthday today as well. Do you think the weather's matched the mood this week? It's- it's much my mood. Is it, is it <laughs> wet and windy? <laughs> Part okay. of it. Is, it. is it is it called pathetic fallacy when the when the weather matches the mood? I think. Uh, possibly so. Mm. Yeah. Sounds a bit rude. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You've got to have a laugh. Quite emo- quite a, mm, a, I think quite a mixed week of feelings and emotions this week. A, a mixed bag. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll say that. We'll go with that. Definitely. I mean, for me, this week's uh, there's been a few surprises that I won't uncover on air, but Ooh. let's just say um, it's been very emotional, peaks and troughs, as you say there, Phil. Mm. And uh, but you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel with all of those situations. So mm. um, I feel as though they had to happen for a reason. So mm. I'm grateful oh. for that. But it's been a, a relatively steady week for me. Um, but uh, I feel very grateful, in particular with the uh, development classes I'm running at the moment, simply because I love to see people flourishing and accepting the truth of who they are. And when you see that right unfolding right before your eyes and they've done all that work, they've put that time in, they've trusted in their own abilities there, you, you know what, that that is worth every single second Um allowing that to occur if you know what I mean and Mm. uh, I feel very blessed to be part of that so uh, yeah I I feel very grateful this week what about yourself Phil I've had a good week I've had a nice week actually like well it's it's uh it's been a busy week and but it's been nice that I've actually been out more this week with work right on 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 site site. visits Mm. um I mean I love being at home don't get me wrong I absolutely love being at home and just being at home for work and working from home and working yes. from home but it's been nice to be actually be it's out nice sometimes this week. to get out and about yeah. isn't it yeah. so i've seen different mm. people this week i've been to uh, a private hospital i've worked oh. in a private hospital this week mm. i've been into grantham today the other day i was in uh, working in mansfield so different different places different people um and it's been lovely to get out so 
I've had a good week. And now I've just finished. So I'm now on annual leave. For, oh. I've got a week off for my birthday. So uh, it's my birthday week coming up. The birthday week coming up, yeah. Awesome. So uh, I am now on the wrong side of 40. The wrong side, eh? Yeah, yeah. I was just about to compliment Ooh. you then and, and say, what is it, 24 this time around, Phil? Yeah, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish. 46 this year. Oh. This, this one. You've caught me up. <laughs> uh, 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 really? Yeah, I was oh. 46 in Jan. Oh, right, okay. There you are. You're oh, matching now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, we are we are waffling on. So, I think we should bring our guest in, don't you? We should indeed. So, we've got um, such a pleasure, uh, such a fantastic guest with us this evening. Um, experienced medium, uh, tar- uh, tarot reader, remote viewer as well artist and author of many books um fountain of knowledge um please welcome brenda diskin welcome brenda hi everybody welcome brenda Lovely to be with you tonight. Oh, no, our pleasure. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Thank it's you for uh, on. a pleasure to have you, Brenda. So we were talking to you the other the other week, um, or the week, last month now in, in yeah, October. Yes, yeah. Um uh, for and um, we, we had the pleasure of recording uh, part of your talk at the oh, Mansfield yeah. Mind, Body, Spirit as well. Yeah. So, so I'm looking forward to getting into talking about that tonight as well, Brenda. So, because that was absolutely fascinating. fascinating. It was. So, yeah. How's your week been, Brenda? Busy. I know you've been busy in the shop today. Um, I have. I uh, did an evening of clairvoyance on Tuesday evening, which was really lovely. A friend of mine organised it for me and uh, uh, organised it very well. So. Uh, had a brilliant evening that uh, that evening. Met some lovely people. Yeah, that's nice. And uh, yes, I've been working in the shop and um, trying to get an outfit ready for the fair at the weekend, which is in Grimsby. Um, oh. And we're doing a, a Victorian Dickens and Dickens, sorry, Dickensian um, uh, theme. So. Uh, you know, it should be good fun. Oh yeah, that does sound good. Yeah. It's, uh, they mm. say as well, you know, when you, you dress up in period costumes, it actually um, entices spirits of that area to draw closer. I've heard yeah, that yeah, mentioned yeah. a few times, so that'd be Could interesting well be, for yeah. you. <laughs> On your yeah. day off, getting uh, bombarded by them. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, I'm actually working that day. So oh, okay. So I shall be dressing up and... Um, in the shop, yeah. yeah. So for the listeners, what type of shop have you got then, Brenda? Uh, it's a bit of a mixture, actually. It's new age, vintage, antiques, a um, few crafts, gifts, yeah. oh. a bit of everything. Uh, my partner, Mick, he, he does uh, a lot of woodwork and um, metalwork and things like that. So uh, he has little bits and pieces on sale and uh, I make um, some jewellery items and things like that you mm. know and where are you based uh we're based the shop is based in hillsborough yeah um just outside the town center in hillsborough yeah right yeah yeah lovely, lovely. lovely. i don't know yeah. about you yeah. two but i love shops like that mm. you know i mean it's so we see it so often now in the high street commercial shops and they're everywhere and um it's nice to see you know Unique shops where you can buy 
um, unique pieces that have been handcrafted and people have put that love and that care and attention in in them. So I'm sure um, your shop is one of those, mm. Brenda, and I'm sure it's a lovely yeah. atmosphere as well when you walk it in. It is, yes. Everybody's welcome for, to call in for a coffee whenever they're passing, you know. Lovely. And uh, we certainly have some unique pieces because uh, I'm over the years I've gathered some very weird and wonderful things which are on sale so <laughs> oh, a shop okay. of curiosity yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. Of it. Mm. Well, like it. funny enough uh, our previous shop was called the little curiosity shop and that was weird and wonderful we had our own uh, resident spook <laughs> oh, there we go then. did you charge mm. them rent that's the burning question <laughs> well they had their own coffin downstairs <laughs> oh right so they they were there uh, before sorted. you <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, okay yeah. made by me <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Before we get into talking about um, the me mediumship that you do, Brenda, and tarot yeah. reading and remote viewing, um, we'd like—I'd like to go back and ask you about the beginnings of of your spiritual spirituality and maybe your awakening. And I, I don't—I think it's—if I remember rightly, it was—it's many years ago now. Yes. So, yes. Can, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your your awake your the beginnings of your yeah. spirituality well i was born with the gift and uh i always remember as a child i used to say things that a lot of people used to be quite um shocked by <laughs> things mm. I, I shouldn't have known about people and uh my mum would always encourage me and she would ask the person if i was right <laughs> about what i said <laughs> so, yeah. um much to their disgust a lot of the time because <laughs> in those days uh it was something that was only really discussed behind closed doors. Uh, you know, in the um, the late 50s and early 60s, you, you know. Right, um, yeah. It was, uh, it was very much still um, kind of taboo. <laughs> uh, when I got to about 15, um, I decided I had to do something about what I was getting because, to be quite honest, I had no idea why I was getting it or... Mm anything about it and my mum um although she um had the gift and, and also my grandmother had the gift she didn't really know much about it herself you know she just mm. picked up on things and uh and thought it was kind of part and parcel of, of life you know yeah yeah so i didn't know there were such things as spiritualist churches so I did the next best thing and went and joined a coven. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Delving in at the deep end. <laughs> and, which was great. And they did teach me a lot. But when I got to about, um, I was just coming up to 16 and uh, they suggested that we all dance naked in the <laughs> moonlight. And uh, <laughs> I was still coming to terms with being a, uh, being a female. <laughs> yeah, you drew the line at that one then, did you, Brenda? <laughs> so I, I declined and, and kind of uh, decided it wasn't for me anymore. <laughs> wow. And I hope you drew that line in salt as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I was on my way to my sister's house one day and I noticed a uh, an advertisement in the shop window for a development group and it was um 
it was a church group, but they hadn't actually got a premises at mm. that time. But shortly after, they did um, open up a church. And I think at the time, I was the youngest medium on platform. Wow. Yeah. So, so no pressure then. You don't like to no do things there. easy, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it went from there, you know, but... Um, most of my um, abilities have been sort of self-developed because, uh, as I said, there was very little help out there in those days. So um, a lot of the things that I got, although I didn't actually understand what was happening, I, um, you know, obviously pursued them and allowed them to, uh, to happen at their own yeah. pace. Mm. Um, I used to have a thing that I used to call my little stories, which I thought I used to make up. Oh. Um, I thought I was making up these stories and causing them to happen. Right. <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Also like premonitions yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't realize at the time that it was, uh, it, you know, my spiritual development and yeah. I was being warned. Um, you know, about things that were going to happen. So it was kind of sort of a bit back to front with me. I thought I was making them happen rather than um, picking up on them. Yeah. 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 It be a bit confusing, I guess. Yes, it was very like confusing. And, and I, su uh, I suppose um, having that support from your mum and your grandmother with it running in the family, that must have made things a little bit easier for you to have that support um, network. It, it was to a certain extent, yeah. yes. Um because, I mean, I was never told um, not to um, uh, say or do anything, you, you know, with the spiritual stuff. Yeah. Mm. But having said that, um, it did get me branded the weird kid at school. So, mm. <laughs> Well, you're in good company because all three yeah. of us here, we, we share that same moniker. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. <laughs> and uh, I once told... Um, a friend of mine, I could see her grandfather sat in the corner. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, obviously, I mean, I thought everybody could see the same as I could. I mean, I was only about nine years old at the time. Wow. And yeah. uh, it wasn't until they started looking at me a bit weird and, <laughs> and said, that's my granddad and he's dead. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh, oh. So how did that make you feel when you came to that realisation? Um well, to be quite honest, I learned to keep my mouth shut at a very early age. Right, okay. <laughs> but you, yeah. you almost dimmed your sparkle there for a few years by doing that, would you say? Um, I, I don't think so. I think it was just that I kept a lot of things to myself. Okay. Um, I would still... Um, say things. You mm. know, still work with it, yeah. as, so to speak. Mm. But I... Um, it's not publicly. I did decide not to discuss things with the kids at school and things like that because you know as i said it uh, you know it got me bullied and everything else so mm. you know i think um sometimes you you learn at an early age what to say and what not to say you certainly do yeah but do you know what that took that. a lot of courage on your behalf to to carry mm. on doing it even though it was behind the scenes because yeah. it, it must have like um made a dent in your confidence growing up, knowing that? Um, it, it did to a certain extent, mm. as I said, because, I mean, a lot of people thought I was weird, you know. Yeah. And, uh, um, and I 
well, I had a very bad, um, uh, you know, experiences as a child. Uh, or, well, I mean, I was 15 and I had a very, very bad experience. Um, well, a couple of bad experiences, one when I was 13 and one when I was 15, which um, caused me um, a lot of upset and a, a lot of stress because I couldn't really discuss it with anybody. I didn't even tell my mum because yeah. I, I'm, you know, I knew she would never la- allow me out again if I told her what happened. But um, yeah, uh, it, you know, um, abusive. Um, yeah, yeah, um, you know. Um, so it was the, you know, it was a very difficult sort of teenage years because, um, uh, you know, a lot of the boys thought I was weird. So, you know, I wasn't really girlfriend material. Um, but I did have one very nice boyfriend, but unfortunately he died in a motorcycle. Oh, Oh, sorry to hear that. So, uh, but, um, you know, it wasn't until I got older that I kind of learned to, um, to cope with it, you you know? Yeah. 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 But, uh, I always remember one incident when I was going to work one morning and I think I was about, I was only about 15 at the time. It was my first job and something came on the radio and, um, it was about a child who'd been missing. And they said they found the child. It was a 10-month-old baby. Um, they said they found the baby. Yeah. Um, and they believed that um, the baby had been raped. Whoa. And I said to my mum, it's the mother. And she said, how can it be? She's been raped. I said, it's the mother. And I just went off to work. And Whoa. a couple of days later, it turned out that the mother was charged with um abusing the baby and what she'd done she'd abused her so badly she um made it look like rape oh Oh. yeah Yeah. and it's not the first time that um you know that i've known things like that um we um so you just have this deep knowing about it and Mm. uh, you're expressing it there to your mum as well yeah Um, yeah Mm, that that's such a gift. Would the would you call that sort of clear cognizance, that knowing that? Un- mis- um, quite quite possibly, yes. Mm. I mean, I I seem to be quite good at solving murders. <laughs> oh, now this is something yeah. that I was hoping to go on to, Brenda. The remote viewing. It looks like we're going mm. on to it now, we doesn't are. it? I think it will be. It's a nice so, segue, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Brenda, before we start talking about um solving murders. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about remote viewing and what that is? What it involves. I know that you. I know that you can't tell us how to do it because. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I have no idea how. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I I have got a rough idea, but the thing is, I mean, it just happened to me. It wasn't anything that was taught or anything that it, it just happened. Yeah. Um, and it happened quite by accident. Um, I mean, remote viewing has a, a quite a a big history. Um, in America, because the Americans found out the Russians were doing um, some psychic work um, uh, during the Cold War, and they decided that they were going to start something called the Stargate uh, Experiment, which was uh, a group of people who they wanted to um, be able to project their minds into a 
uh, a distant place to um, spy on um, what the Russians were doing. Mm. And uh, that's just the brief, <laughs> the brief um, version. Uh, but the way I work is that, and it's not with everybody, it's, uh, you know, if I'm doing a demonstration, I will go to some people and I will be able to describe um, uh, something, you know, their house in quite, or quite great detail. Yeah. And perhaps be able to pick out a piece of furniture and a certain drawer in that piece of furniture and describe what's in the drawer, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, and it doesn't, for me, just work with the present time it also works with the past with me for some reason. Wow. So I can go back into into somebody's house that was, um, you know, in the past. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I can look around, look around the room, and I can describe all the things that are in the room. And it's it's a very weird feeling, actually. Um, the the first time I found out I could do it, I was at a psychic fair, and it was particularly quiet. Um, it was in uh, Highgate, <laughs> mm. and it was particularly quiet. Oh, that's and, known for its activity, isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. Um, we, I actually said to somebody, maybe we ought to move down to the cemetery. There's yeah. a lot more life there. <laughs> 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 and uh, this guy said to me, oh, he said, uh, you know, he said, um, oh, well, he says, uh, if you're so good, he said, uh, give me some proof. And, you know, and I, I don't even know why I did it, you know, and it was, yeah. just something, it was just really weird how it happened. And I suddenly started describing his bedroom and telling him exactly <laughs> what was in it. <laughs> and he said to me, that's my bedroom, he said. <laughs> and he was so shocked, you know. <laughs> he didn't bother me again. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, it is quite strange, actually, but it, it can be helpful um, uh, if I'm trying to find lost items for people. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that it's a 100% pass rate <laughs> because sometimes you can get it a bit wrong. I mean, funny enough, I had a lady um, in Mansfield came up to me and asked me if I could help her find a couple of items yeah. that she'd lost. And one of them was a crystal, and I did tell her um, which drawer it was in. And I said to her, it's pushed right up against the front. And she did look and couldn't find it. But there were a lot of other things in the drawer as well. Mm. And it was pushed up against the front, but it was under a load of other crystals. Right. So, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, but, uh, y you know, whether... Whether you would call that a good pass rate or not, I don't know. But uh... <laughs> I would say so. Mm. I should yeah. imagine as well there's lots of variables to consider, you know, with the frequency, the energy, yeah. when you're going into this state of mind, all the mm. all these um, elements have to be right exactly, to get that, yes, uh, because, that accuracy. Um, sometimes when you're doing a demonstration, as you know, I mean, sometimes the energy can be very flat. Yeah. And especially if you get a lot of negative people there or people who are just there, you know, to be quite honest, take the mick out of you, you know, because you do get that. 
Yeah, you do, unfortunately. Um, yeah. uh, because, you know, you get a lot of people who um, will come along, you know, just, well, just to heckle you. You know, I mean, it's not just comedians that get heckled. We get heckled as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's always much better uh, when there's a good positive audience. They don't necessarily have to be believers. Mm. But as long as they've got an open mind and mm, they're willing yes, to some yeah. kind of, you know, be there out of curiosity, you know. And yeah. if it's a if it's a good audience, then uh, we get a lot more. And I mean, you know that, Glenn. You know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, how did you make that uh, transition from doing this to doing to working with the police and, and investigations? Um, a lot of the things that um, I have uh, been involved with the police on have been kind of. <laughs> Should we say through the back door? Because, okay. um, as you know, it's inadmissible um, in evidence, you know, uh, yeah. anything that's given by a medium. But sometimes it does help them to look in the right direction, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But also it can be, um, it can be very awkward because you, you sometimes get um, a certain uh, – police officers that will say well how do you know about it how are you involved in this mm. <laughs> you know um i have helped a lot of private investigators but um uh the problem is with some private investigators they jump the gun they don't um uh take any new information to the police and let the police decide whether it's worth investigating um. Sometimes, unfortunately, they investigate themselves and then mess up the whole thing and uh, mm. the people that um, uh, should be um, uh, being punished for what they've done are walking free. Oh, so they're after a good uh, collar pinch, so to speak. Mm. They're wanting yeah. the glory, the private investigators, yeah. rather than hanging back. Yeah, not saying all of them, but some of yeah. them do, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Which is, uh, yeah, which, you know, is a shame really because um, especially, you know, if it is a serious crime, I mean, it's not so bad if it's a robbery or something like that, but if it's a really serious crime, it, you know, you could be putting somebody else's life in danger. Mm. Yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's been interesting, but... Also, it can be very kind of um, frustrating and, and heartbreaking as well because, you know, often um, it's not just the police and the private investigators. It is when you start getting um, spirits coming through who um, <clears throat> are obviously distressed yeah, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, in, in need of help. And it's, you know, you... I mean, you go to the police with something like that, and that's going to sound absolutely crazy. Where did you get this information from? I was in France, and it came through. The <laughs> voice came through me and said this and that. You know. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're likely to lock you up in the loony bin. Um, yeah. uh, it's, it's a very difficult one because we have had um, information in the past that um, 
has um, been linked to to crimes that have com been committed yeah. or to things that have happened in the public eye, mm. okay. uh, which um, there's a little bit more to it than we are led to believe. Yeah. Mm. Um, and sometimes it can get you into serious trouble. <laughs> yeah. Right, because it's meant to remain under the carpet, so to speak, yes. by those yeah. in power. Mm. Yeah. That oh. must be frustrating to you in the line of work that you're doing, you know, because it's all about speaking the truth, isn't it? Being a medium. It is, yes. When you're but, um, limited in doing that. Yeah. I mean, I have learnt, um, I learnt a very, very valuable lesson um, about 20-odd years ago um, uh, that... You don't uh, say what you are thinking or what you are feeling or what you, you believe happened um, to people that aren't close to you. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it can be uh, leaked. It has yeah. got a habit of getting um, uh, get a well, getting out of context. Up on, picked up, I'd yeah. say picked up on yeah. by people in power who then um you know uh get a bit worried because they've got things to hide right mm. oh that's interesting mm. yeah mm. so you know you have to be very careful about what you say yeah yes that makes sense there was one when when we uh when we saw you in october brenda there was one mm -hmm. uh, investigation in particular that you were talking about um and you traced that one. I think it. I think you had to go into a forest or something, um, and you traced the murderer back to where he lived. Oh, I do believe. Oh, that was yeah. That was um, actually um, a. Uh, it's a bit of a woodland, but not not massive, um, uh, and it is a. It's fairly local to uh, to where we live. Can you tell us um, about that one? Uh what it was was um i'd been walking with the dog and i had a very strange feeling but at the time i um was uh, due to have cataract um operation so my eyesight was pretty bad so it was it was kind of like uh i'll leave it and come back and see what you you can pick up on when you you've had your eyes done you, you know but about um about four years afterwards, um, I was contacted by a private investigator who um, asked if I could help with a murder. And I said to her, um, don't tell me anything about it, because I said, I think I might have already picked up on something to do with it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, she, she came um, to my house and uh, took me across to where it was. And I did joke about it at the time and said, oh, I hope they're not local because I might be the next victim. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and uh, she asked me what I might, you know, what I would possibly get. And I said, I have no idea. I, I might get something. I might get nothing because, uh, you know, you can't always say what's, what's going to happen. Mm. But um, I took her to where I'd had the incident with the dog. Yeah. And uh, she said, oh, this looks promising. And she asked me where I wanted to go next, and I took her down a, an embankment. And 
<clears throat> she asked me what was happening. And I said, we've got, um, she's walking along the path up above there with this man and this is what he's saying to her and this is what she's saying to him. But it was like I was seeing it all through her eyes because I looked down at myself and I could see the dress she was wearing. And, mm. uh, um, and I did describe, uh, well, as I said, I did say what he was he's saying to her. And I told them where he lived at the time. And I said that he didn't live there anymore. And uh, I said that he'd, um, uh, I said, told them what age he would be in present day, you know, at that time. Yeah. Um, that someone had helped him hide the body. I told them what he did to her. And which was not at all pleasant. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they asked me what he did next, and I said he walked back along the pathway and he bumped into a woman walking a dog. And I said, and she lived and told them where she lived. And that was my downfall, really, because instead of waiting for the police, they went and questioned her. Right, so that ended up... Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it it uh, caused a lot of problems because the guy had been um, uh, taken in for questioning. Yeah. And he's also been taken in for questioning um, to do with another crime. But that was equally as awkward because he had raped somebody and the police put him in the back of the car with her. Oh, dear. So obviously... Um, all the information was inadmissible because she could have recognised him from when she was in the car with him. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So he, he, you know, he got away with um, with two crimes, basically. And goodness knows how many more. Whoa. Mm. I've got yeah. to say, when you're going through that process, uh, to get that level of information and detail, such as, um, you know, the actual event, um the addresses of of the, the people there as well that is some yeah. evidence that is and obviously for you yeah. to witness the, that untoward behavior that happened to the victim that can't be pleasant no. you've got to no, have thick skin to to cope with um, that as a medium i should imagine but to be quite honest it still amazes me when when anything with that clarity comes through yeah for sure um you know, because we used to do um, a lot of paranormal investigations. Yeah. And uh, one night we uh, were working in a particular building and I said that a bomb had hit the building and there was a guy in a leather apron and I said I thought he was a printer and his daughter uh, was there as well and they'd gone through the floor. And the guy who owned... The it was a nightclub. The guy who owned the nightclub said to me, "No, he said um, uh, it was called. They used to call it the Mucky Duck. It was the Black Swan. They used to call it the Mucky Duck." Yeah. And he said, "No, the Mucky Duck was never bombed." So I I said to him, "Well, I'm not taking it back. It's what you know what I'm getting." Yeah. And uh, I we went off and uh, did some research afterwards, and technically we were both right because. The Mucky Duck was actually three doors down the road. Oh, the original wow. Mucky Duck, and that didn't get bombed. 
that the ah, building we were in did, was did. the telegraph office in in um, uh, Sheffield, and that got bombed. Okay. Whoa. So you know, sometimes it's you have to uh, look into it all afterwards to find out, you know, the truth. Yeah, and then yeah. when you do find that, you think, well, heck, you know, how does that happen? I do like the way that you stood your ground as well, you know, that you mm. didn't back down because some uh, mediums, not mentioning mm. any names, would make it fit to the client. Mm. And I like how you stood your yeah, ground. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't make anything fit. I mean, I often say to people, you know, if they say they're not sure about something when I'm giving a demo, yeah. I say, well, I'm not going to make it fit. Yeah. I said, because I, this is what I'm being told. So, you know, um, maybe you need to go off and ask somebody else. Um, I had one recently where I described um, a house to the woman and yeah. the person that lived in the house. And I said she had an aviary at the bottom of the garden. And she said, well, I don't know about that. Mm. But she did take the time in the break to actually phone up the woman's daughter and ask her. And she said, yes, did have an aviary at the bottom of the garden mm. with budgies. That's amazing. So, yeah, so that was that was good proof. And it's, it's yeah. nice when you get that feedback. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, then I had another strange one with a woman who was very sceptical, actually. Are you still there, Brenda? Have we lost Brenda? I think we've lost Brenda. A birth oh. certificate in oh. there. Oh, Brenda's back. back. Can you just recap there, Brenda? We lost you for a yeah, few sorry. seconds. Um, I said that um, there was a box of, of paperwork uh, with her, yeah, and I said it wasn't her mother's; it was somebody else had given it to her. And in this box was a birth certificate that had the wrong name on it. And I kept sort of moving my hand across as though I was kind of scratching something out, right? <laughs> and, and she said, uh, and I said it's got the wrong name on it. And she said, well, my grandmother had two children out of wedlock, and the first child she had adopted. But the second child had her name on the birth certificate. And when uh -huh. she got married to the father, she, she scratched the name out and wrote his name in instead. Oh. Whoa. Ah. That's <laughs> so, brilliant to get that level uh, of evidence coming you know, through. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, I, I mean, you know, as I said, it amazes me because the thing is, you know, I think to myself, how, how can we know that? Yeah. You know? How can we know that? Because, you know, it's not, it's not something that, um, uh, you know, not something out of the, you know, it's, it's not something of the norm, is yeah. it? You no. know, it's, uh, it's something that you just, you just couldn't possibly know. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's and as I said, it never fails to amaze me. It really doesn't, you know, and I just think, where's that come from? Mm. Gosh, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to listen to. It certainly mm. is, yeah. And I bet these these what you've told us tonight, Brenda, are things that are just really stick with you because they're so profound, yeah. aren't they? Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, sometimes it's very strange things as well that you get that you kind of um, 
uh, you think to yourself, well, that is not something that's normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you kind of, yeah. and you think, you know, but I've found over the years, it's having that confidence to say the things to people, no matter how bizarre they sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you've shared it with other, us this evening and the listeners. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You're giving other people that confidence, you know, to do the same, to speak mm. up. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've helped loads and loads of people. Uh, by doing this as well yeah i think when you have uh, when you have that 100 percent trust in in spirit and your and the guys that you work with you do have that confidence yeah. to say what you feel and see and hear don't you yeah exactly yeah yeah well someone said to me the other night what do you do if you if you go somewhere and you're not getting anything and I said, to be quite honest, I said, I have a backup plan. <laughs> we well, have said, some music, normally. elevator music in the background. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I, I do psychometry if I'm having a problem. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me something to hold. Um, yeah. But no, but uh, I mean, it very rarely happens. But, you know, you might get the odd occasion when it does. I yeah. said to him, well, you know, I said, sometimes I stand up there and I look around the people and I think to myself, oh, my God, they're a miserable looking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you did say you've come to Mansfield before, didn't you? <laughs> I, I said, and then I'm just thinking, oh, I don't think I'm getting anything here. And then I said, I just pick somebody randomly and just hope for the best. <laughs> So have you have you had anything quite profound come through when you've when you've been using when you've been practicing psychometry? Oh, sorry, you're fading a bit. Oh, oh, okay. oh sorry, uh, Brenda. I just said, have you had anything quite yeah. profound come through when you've been practicing psychometry? Um. We have had some really uh, good information come through, yeah. Um, uh, but there's been so many of them over the mm. years. You, you know, it's very difficult to to kind of pinpoint one particular incident. You know, it's yeah. uh, um, you know there are a lot of things that come through, and you just think. I'll, I'll tell you one one thing about uh, psychometry though that was quite uh, quite funny. Yeah, was. Um, I'd asked this woman for something only worn or used by her, right? So she gave me this ring, and I'm picking up on this stuff, and she's going, no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm thinking, but this is definitely to do with this ring. And I said, where would you get this ring from? <laughs> she said, oh, I bought it at that second-hand shop. <laughs> oh, there you go then. <laughs> <laughs> Just got all the imprints from the previous owner. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, sorry, Glenn. Carry, uh, sorry, Glenn. Oh, I was just going to say, Brenda, I don't know about you, but I find it fascinating to use psychometry. Say if you're doing paranormal yes, investigations yeah. and you put your hands on, on maybe the wall in a room and you can link in with the timelines yes. of that wall. Oh, it's amazing, okay. isn't it? Yeah. I was I was actually just thinking, Brenda, um, we, about we've had some amazing things from um, uh, places that we've visited. 
absolutely amazing things. Um, uh, you know, things that you you. <laughs> You couldn't possibly know about the building, and yeah. it's not until you actually go and do some research afterwards that you realise um, how accurate it is. You, you know, it's incredible. You, you know, it's as I said, it never fails to amaze me. You know, um, and we've had so many weird things happen over the years. You know, that you think to yourself, well. Uh, you know, you can't even think about explaining it. Um, I was saying to somebody um, the other night, you know, they were saying about they've found things in their house that weren't there before. Mm. Yeah. And I said, well, I had a guy years ago when I was working at Mystic Maze, and he came in and he said to me, um, we said, uh, do I have to... Um, believe to have a reading and i said well no you know it's fine i said it helps but you know you don't have to believe mm. and he wanted to get in touch with his wife who passed away so uh, we did the reading and got the normal things that you get you know as proof yeah and then as he was walking out i said oh your wife's left you something and he said oh yes what and i said a victorian feather fan and i told him what bit of furniture it was and what drawer it was in yeah and he said, no, no, he said, my wife never had anything like that. It's not there. So off he went. And about two days later, he came into my shop and he was absolutely livid. <laughs> and he said to me, how did you get into my house? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, excuse me. And he said, how did you get into my house? He said, he said, you told me about this, this man. He said, and he said, I knew it wasn't there because I cleared all her pills out of that drawer and there was nothing in it. He said, and then this morning, he said, curiosity got the better of me. He said, and I went and had a look. He said, he said, and there it was. He said, how did it get there? Did you put it there? Wow. I said, sir, if I had a Victorian feather fan, I wouldn't be putting it in a stranger's drawer. I'd be keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he said, he said, how did it get there? I said, I have no idea. I said, but just take it as proof that she left it for you. A gift. It's amazing, though, isn't it, to think that spirit can yeah. import objects, physical objects, into our realm. Yeah, as exactly. Well. You know, but, you know, I mean, I had no explanation for him as to where it came from. I mean, I just was told it was there. Yeah. So, you know, I'm only the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So, so I don't do the work. I'm only the messenger. Uh, Go on, yeah. Phil. So, but, uh, Brenda, you are also an author of uh, a little bit of yes. soul, mm -hmm. a little bit of spirit. Um, when spirit calls, you answer. And probably one of my favourite titles of a book: uh, "Running yeah. from Hippos." <laughs> that's a good title uh, how did you, <laughs> then we need to did, talk about that one <laughs> did, i would like to talk about that book actually because i don't know what it's about but i just saw the, yeah. the title of that today running from hippos how did you get into being uh how did how from did that hippos. come about mm. yeah that's a, a memoir of um, <clears throat> um okay yeah we seem to be um, you keep dropping uh, out 
a so, memoir or um, autobiography, if you like. Um, and it's about um, my life and yeah. um, uh, how I've coped with, uh, on the title of my um, a second edition of it, because I've changed the cover, it says, um, Coping with Life and Love in the Abyss of Abuse and Depression. And that's basically what it is. Right. And it is also about recovery, uh, you know, about learning how to how to live with, um, uh, you know, the aftermath of mm. depression and knowing that mm. it's always with you, but it's just how you deal with it and how you cope with it yeah. and mm. how you pull yourself out of the down days. Yeah. Um, and uh, it talks about my life from from when I was a child. And when I was a child, I used to love hippos. Absolutely mm. loved them. Mm. Yeah. And I used to dream about them every night. And then sometime, I think I was about five or something at the time, uh, everything changed. Suddenly the hippos were chasing me and everywhere I ran, the ground opened up in front of me and I couldn't get away from them. Right. And I could never figure out how you can be so uh, scared of something you absolutely love. Yeah. And I don't know why the dreams um, were like that, but they went right through my life. Mm. Um, I had periods when they, they kind of stopped for a while. Um, you know, periods when I was in a good place and they stopped for a while, but then every time there was some kind of trauma or something happened, they would start up again. And sometimes they would change, um, uh, you know, like, um, uh, you know, they might become sort of Freddy Krueger. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, crikey, I've got that tattoo on my arm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know it was kind of like if I, there was an incident that happened to me then you know um they were kind of the dreams would kind of adapt a bit to, uh, to include include that you know right yeah um but it it is about life and loss and it is uh, um you know um I would have said it was a hard read, but all the people that have read it have said that they can't put it down. They've just that. got to keep reading it. Yeah. Mm. And oh, I have had a lot of very, very good feedback about it, which, you know, uh, to me is good because I was worried it might be too much for some people. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the books that you write are, um, I assume that they're available on uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. There's a, um, there's a 1930s, 40s cookery book up there called Nost Nostalgic Nosh. Oh, right. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. So quite diverse then. <laughs> and uh, there is a, um, a paranormal guidebook, which is called Cleansing the Doors of Perception. Oh, I and that. there is also a kind of um, kitchen witchy <laughs> book. Um, uh, 
up there as well. So, you know, there's there's a bit of everything. There is, yeah. So if people were just to type in your name then, uh, they would it would come up with all of your uh, passwords? All except run, running from hippos, which is under uh, a pen name because um, obviously I've had to change all the names in the book as well. Yes, yeah. And certain yeah. places um, for legal reasons. Yeah. yeah. So... Mm. Running from hippos is under BD Timmins. <laughs> right. Okay. Wonderful. Right. So, do you but know, the rest of them, if you type in my name, um, even if you type in my name on Google, they'll come up. Fantastic. If you had yeah. to choose. Oh, and there, is, there, is, there are two books actually under BD Timmins. One of them is called A Strange Turn of Events, which is a collection of seven uh, short stories. Marvellous, thank you. If you had to choose one of your book titles, Brenda, for the podcast episode, which would it be? Yeah, which one would you choose? Uh, uh, It's a toss-up between two. It would either be Running From Hippos or it would be When Spirit Calls You Answer. And do you know what? They're the two that I chose. Oh, there you go. So we're on on the same wavelength there then, Brenda, for that. (laughs) But we can only have one. Yes, yeah. So which one would it be, Brenda? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's if it's got to do with um, with mediumship and things, it'd have to be when spirit calls. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a um, a a step by step beginner's guide to um, uh, psychic and mediumship development. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. So we will then call your your podcast episode then, Brenda. That's what we'll call it. Uh, so for when that's released for when this is released lovely i've got to say there brenda you're a very busy woman how do you find the time to write all these books and do what you do and go on these um investigations and wow how do you do it all well we don't just we don't do many investigations these days because unfortunately um uh my partner decided he didn't want to do them again after we had a lot of trouble with people, you, you know, people were being really nasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I did used to go and do them with a friend, but then unfortunately he committed suicide. Oh. And, uh, yeah. and after that, I thought, no, can't do it anymore now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, loved him to bits and miss him terribly. Yeah. Um, and uh it you know in those circumstances it's it's very difficult to uh carry on yeah um, of course. doing something yeah. yeah so i don't do the investigations yeah. so much anymore i mean i will do them if somebody asks me um to do one i might occasionally say to a friend of mine who's got all the equipment let's go and do it but yeah. um you're not actively we don't do so many of those but i do do evenings of clairvoyance and i do um uh shows um you know the psychic shows yeah um fairs and uh i do write when i can um i've got three books on the go at the moment which i'm trying to get finished and and to be quite honest with you i'm failing miserably at the moment but (laughs) i was gonna (laughs) say they will get done over the winter do you have to say to yourself, right, Monday, Monday afternoon, that's two hours of me writing. Do you have to be that strict with yourself? No, because it doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> Honest answer. <laughs> because Monday afternoon I will think, oh, I could do with uh, 
perhaps doing some washing or <laughs> get sidetracked. Oh, hang on a minute, mm. I've got this this mannequin here that I'm trying to turn into a, a, a space cadet. And, uh... <laughs> but no, I never imagined you was going to come back with that. <laughs> How random. Brilliant, good answer. Very entertaining there. Oh, dear. That is good. <laughs> yeah, so if people want... Sorry, carry on. So if people want to find you, Brenda, uh, where can they find you? Have you a website, uh, Facebook, I that have, kind of thing? I have. It's uh, brendadiskin.co.uk. Yeah. I'm on Facebook, and if you type me into Google, you'll get all kinds of rubbish about me up there. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> most of it's, most of it's uh, fairly good. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> no, it's, um, it'll tell you where, where I've got mentions and goodness knows what else and my books and everything else so type my name into google and 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 have a bit of a laugh (laughs) (laughs) so have you got any up and coming events uh, for your mediumship demonstrations um uh, as i said i did a demo the other night but i am doing one-to-one readings as i said in grimsby emery's fairs uh, on sunday um I'm at uh, um, Ricky Chuck's event in um, Woomwell on the 3rd of December. Oh, Woth, sorry, Woth. Oh, he'd, he'd kill me if I said Woomwell. Woth. Um, <laughs> so and, I think is uh, that, that's, that's Rotherham Way, isn't it? Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm at uh, Thursday's event in Maltby yeah. on the 10th of December and the 11th I'm at M&B's um, Fair at Kiverton. So the Thursday's event that is with the lovely Jackie Marsh. So uh, that Jackie that, Marsh, yes, yeah, the lovely so, Jackie Marsh. Yeah, yeah. I've stood, I've I've been at some of Jackie's events myself, actually, um, and they're always really nice, mm. really lovely events to be at. So yes, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Jackie and I are very funny. We were talking the other day. And we're both about the same age. And the thing is, um, I used to live in Notting Hill Gate and move to Kensal Rise, and she used to live in Kensal Rise and move to Notting Hill Gate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're saying it, we don't know how we didn't meet yeah. each other know. You know, when we were kids, because yeah. you know, we did all the same sort of stuff. Yeah, Amazing. You know? Well, it's been fascinating well, yeah. talking to you, Brenda. Really interesting. Yeah, we are. Thank we're, you very much. We're coming. It's been yeah. a pleasure to be on your show, and it's uh, you know, it's lovely the, to meet you all and to Brenda. Meet you all the, again. the the pleasure is all ours. It's been it's been a joy to have you on with us. Mm. So I, I've got a feeling that there'll be a part two to this because I feel we've sure scratched <laughs> the surface. Definitely. Well, on the 16th of December, we are recording on Zoom. We are going to be recording our Christmas special, Brenda. So So you never know. You are more than welcome to come back on the 16th of December at half past six. If you would like to be part of that. Yes, I would love to do that. That'll be on Zoom, so we can send you the Zoom link. So that's going to be a bit of a a Christmas special for that one, uh, Brenda. So... Yeah. Okay, I shall put that in my calendar. <laughs> Wonderful. That's going to be brilliant. Thank okay, you. Okay, so we're going to wrap things up now, and uh, that's yes. it from the three of Namaste. us and Brenda. Namaste, everybody. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. Don't forget to find.
us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.